it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Benz Brunani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Hey, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. I will cast your blood clot, try me. You won't tweet away the pain. You will feel that cuss forever. It will take your breath away. I'm the straw flinging hero. <laughs> Who doesn't know about Enrique Iglesias? Did I pronounce it? Enrique Iglesias. Who doesn't know about that song, Hero? I will be your hero, baby. Oh, yeah. I can kiss away the pain. Some of you are very young, so maybe I'm just like, no, not really. I guess if you listen to certain radio stations, you will know about these songs as well. But, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, it is me, Kalechi. Mrs. Kalechi to you. Yes, Madame. Madame Kalechi. <laughs> Yeah, why is that? Why is that? Well, I got married at the weekend. So like literally, well, I'm recording this like late Sunday night and I got married yesterday. Yeah, nobody knew because I didn't tell nobody. That's a double negative, obviously, but it's like, you know, being colloquial in that. I didn't tell anybody. It was just... um, immediate family that were there but we'll go into that at surely let obviously let me just like introduce you know the blood clot episode the podcast and then man you know you're listening to sym officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what what that's right no yeah is that right look at me this is what married life is doing i need to do that again You're listening to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mum. Yeah, I'm here. Like, I couldn't not record an episode. Um, As far as I'm concerned, I was just like, no, I need to come through. I need to come through. And even if it's just a young episode, just a quick ting, um, I had to, yeah, I had to come and drop by, you know, as a missus now with responsibilities and that. No, truly, like it's it's not much different to me in the sense that like I've been out here, I've been out here in this relationship, whether you motherfuckers like it or not. Um, I've been out here. So, you know, and we've been living together for what, about six years. So it's not, you know, we'd have been together seven years in 2020. So it's just like, yeah, I mean, we got engaged in 2015, sharing quite a bit of my life right now. Mm. Um, but yeah, we got engaged in 2015. And when we got um, money together for a wedding, we were just like, actually, maybe have a business instead. And there you go. Then the studio 
came about and the studio was born. Kolechnikov Fitness Studio was born. So I just, I really struggle. I don't, I, I, I just, I don't know if I'm Nigerian enough because I can't bring myself to justify spending thousands and thousands on one day to, to, to feed people jollof rice, people who might not even like me. And they'll be now doing thumbs down on my YouTube wedding video. God punish them. So I just, you know, couldn't ever bring myself around to doing something like that. So I just thought, nah. You know, as time went on, as, you know, friends kind of come and go. Friends that you don't really think that you'll ever not chat to when things like that happen. You're just like, rah, who is anybody, you know? So when I really deeped it, I just looked at my day ones, who's literally my immediate family, like literally my brother, my mum, my stepdad, you know, and my uncle, one of my uncles. Those were the only people that were there um, for me on, on um, you know, and Lev, obviously. We didn't just like leave him on the roadside. <laughs> Those were the only people that were there and it was just beautiful. I, I just think that it was, I wouldn't have wanted it any other way and I guess I had to reach a certain level of maturity personally that's not to say like anybody else who's had any sort of other marriage is not mature it's just like a a maturity in knowing yourself and knowing what you want as opposed to what your culture or what you see like social media and everyone else doing you have to really know what you want for you and you know I was just longing it out longing it out longing it out because I couldn't bring myself to really want to spend money like I, I'm a firm believer in like I only spend money to make money um except for when you know it's a charitable deed and you're you're doing it um just literally from the goodness of your heart but this isn't a charity a wedding isn't a charity event please I don't have time so um yeah it was just it was really important for us to be able to look back and for it to just be people that you know, like has that have always been there through thick and thin. Count on me through thick and thin. I'll fling these straws at your head. Sorry. <laughs> Song break. Um, yeah, it's, it was just important to have like those people that, you know, have been there through thick and thin and just having those people there and yeah, that was truly enough. Like I loved my ASOS jumpsuit that I picked out because again, I was just like, I'm wearing this probably for one day because where else am I going to be wearing a white jumpsuit to? It was a bridal jumpsuit. So big up ASOS for coming with like really stylish bridal wear. It was, I love a one piece. I love jumpsuits, catsuits, unitards. They're like my everything. So to be able to have one for that was bridal wear, it was so perfect for me. It was absolutely perfect. And I got a little headband from ASOS as well. And I just looked exactly how I wanted to look. And it was a beautiful, beautiful, it was a beautiful day. Um, in terms of like names and that, um, my name will be hyphenated. Now, does my voice sound sexy? Because I, I've been trying to fiddle with this mic and to find a way to make the sound quality better because I really care about like things sounding nice. Um, and I didn't like that I could hear like a tinny echoey thing before when in, in previous episodes. So I've been trying to um, sort that out. Um, but yeah, feel free to write in and tell me that my voice bangs, that my voice is sexy. Um, it'll be much appreciated. <laughs> Um, 
so yeah, it's um, it, it's it was a truly glorious day. Um, I'm really glad that most people didn't get in their feelings about it because I think that when I posted it on Instagram and I actually I posted it on Instagram stories because again I just wanted it to like disappear after 24 hours. You man can take your screenshots if you want to. That's perfectly fine. Send it to your friends and your WhatsApp groups and that for good reasons for bad reasons. It's up to you. God is watching you. Um. Yeah, it was just really, I just wanted it to kind of be there. Those who know, know. Those who don't, that's your business. If you like, next year, jump on Twitter and be like, oh my God, she was hiding her husband and chat shit like you would be prone to doing because your mum's vagina's crusty. But um, yeah, I'm I'm just an extremely private person. I think my Myers-Briggs, uh, you know the personality thing I'm an INFJ I think I've said that before I'm an INFJ but then I did do it before and I got INFP recently maybe motherhood changes you but anyway it's it I'm extremely introverted um you know contrary to popular belief and I I just really value my privacy I really 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 don't like you know sharing things unless I deem it like shareable unless I deem it relevant to something but just like putting your entire life out for people to just move mad and chat shit about I've never been a fan of it like I share the things I think are relevant to the things that I do and I'd like to leave it that way to be honest so um yeah I just I just thought that that that's what's best for me but yeah generally like I said not many people got in their feelings they fully understood that you know what this is Kelechi this is exactly what she likes um exactly what she's like and what she likes like she would fully plan a wedding and invite nobody because she just prefers it and thinks it's safer that way um and that's literally what I did um it 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 was exactly how I would have wanted it I mean one day I would really like to maybe like have a little ceremony on a beach somewhere um maybe like the Maldives I don't mind somewhere just nice a nice beach wherever and just have a ceremony but and have more people only ever only ever so slightly because there were there were friends who I'm just like mm, but let's see if they make the cut if they last in time for that then then they'll be there for that if not well you know life goes on <laughs> so uh, let's all toast if you've got a bottle of water in your hand if you've got um, Red Bull I don't know why you would have that but maybe some Monday morning maybe you need to pick me up or maybe you've got a brandy because you just feel that way and life you know is for the living um, let's raise a toast to married life and them man raise your glasses everybody beautiful to married life and to Tanapuri and to blessed unions boop 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 take your swig now Thank you so much. And notice there was no straw in sight because nobody should be sucking their mum. <laughs> anyway, link to the wedding is my Share Your Magnificence from, from my end. My Share Your Magnificence goes out to um, Miss underscore Sugar underscore Plum. Um, MS, that is Miss um sugar underscore plum you get what i mean underscore under each word miss underscore sugar underscore plum who made my cake the indulgent sugar plum nastasha you're just um amazing like um i love the cake 
a lot. I mean, I said to you, like, I want autumnal vibes and you literally put fucking leaves on the cake. Like you, you, you made the leaves bang. You, you added edible wafers. You painted everything gold, which I love. I love a gold. I love a gold. And it literally did look autumnal. You added these uh, crevices in the, the, you know, the surface of the cake to signify, uh, to symbolize veins and the coming together of two life forces. And like, come on, when would your cake maker ever fucking ever? When, when would they ever? You know, it was so abstract. It was so beautiful. I loved it with all of my heart. And obviously, my makeup artist, Rotty. Rotty's always like nicing up the place. Like I sent her pictures and I was like, so Rotty, I would like for, no, I think I just kind of went, yeah. So anyway, on the 23rd of November, I'm getting married and I'd really like crystals on my eyelids. I, you know, mini crystals all along my eyelids instead of like eyeliner or in with eyeliner. And Rotty was like, yeah, sure, sure. And, you know, she came through on the day and she stuck each one on individually on both eyes and it looked truly glorious and I looked exactly how I wanted to look. And it was just so beautiful. Like I looked at my makeup and I didn't think like raw, which I read like I never do with when it comes to Ronti, but like it was just literally perfect. Everything was perfect. Um, so thank you, Ronti. Thank you, Nastasha. Like um, it's... Um, I, I just loved everything. I, I just, yeah, I'm, oh, I can't even find the words. Just true, true baby girls, two slaps on your chest for providing what I really, really wanted for the day. And then big up the people who made my rings. Um, R&R, Chown, is it R&R, Chown, Chown Jewelry? Um, they were lovely. They were lovely people because I want, I needed for the ring to fit around my engagement ring, um, which I, you know, spent so much time like designing and, you know, then the company sourced the right sapphire for the ring um, and stuff. Like I put a lot of time and effort um, with my partner into the things that symbolize the relationship. I think that that's important. I don't tend to want to get things off the shelf except for like, you know, some bits. But um, yeah, I tend to want things like, customized specifically for me so the cake for instance that was made by um, indulgent sugar plum was perfect because it was just what I would want in terms of something that represented um my married life or whatever like that that was just perfect and Ronty got getting the makeup just how I wanted it it's just it was perfect and I obviously did deliberate whether I'd want to wear a wig or not and decided Nah, you know, let the natural hair, let the teeny weeny afro, let it flourish. So I just decided to use um, rubber bands and like stretch out the hair over the course of a few days rather than using heat because I try to avoid heat as much as possible. Right, this is turning into one of them lifestyle YouTube blogs and stuff. But I just thought I'd give you the ins and outs. Those of you who listen to the podcast, I thought, you know, I'd share some extra bits with you that I didn't actually put on my Instagram stories. Cause like I said, I, it was important for me for that story to just disappear after 24 hours. And that's that, like, let's keep it moving. There are many, many things that we need to be discussing and doing. And I think ultimately the saddest part of it is like, you know, that not everyone is happy for you. And I just, yeah, I just have a thing about just uh, privacy and just putting things out. So people don't, bring their misery my way they do regardless but you know just l let's try and limit how much um misery comes comes my way and it was it's a great way to kind of enter into 2020 um 
you know, the with a partnership like that. But it's been a partnership for years. So I, yeah, it's just hard for me to kind of come in and romanticise them things there because I've just been out here doing this. Like, I've been out here doing this. Like, it is what it is and, and relationships are what they are. Maybe one day I'll make a relationship podcast. I'm always talking about another podcast that I'm going to make apart from this one. But now that I've got the equipment, I can do what I fucking want to. I could do what I fucking want. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll see. But thank you to all of the magnificent people that made the day incredibly special. Um, we went to Oxo Tower. I forgot to say that in the beginning before the show, Your Magnificence. But we went to Oxo Tower because that was where we had our first date. So we had um, a family dinner there. And even that was lovely. That The staff was so lovely. We had one guy called Marius. I think he's the manager of Oxo Tower um, restaurant. And he was just brilliant, like from getting the cake cut up and everything. Like they couldn't be more helpful. They were, it was, it was just wonderful. Everything was glorious and I couldn't have asked for anything else, um, anything more. I really enjoyed it. So, oh, yeah, it's, um, new days, new times. Um, you, you know, I, I, and this is why even more, I find it funny that there are people who have gotten married and all of a sudden they're like, oh, I can't hang around with this, this person and such and such anymore, because, you know, now that I'm married, I'm this and that, like you, you're literally still the same person. Like, what are you doing? You're, well, yeah, you are still the same person. You're a cunt. You, so you were previously a cunt and you're still currently a cunt to be moving like that. It doesn't change me. I don't feel righteous. I don't feel anything in that sense is just it is what it is and it like keep it moving um so let me go to a show your magnificence nomination that i have it's sent in from baby girl portia says here hi kelechi as always i appreciate your timely tarot readings and social commentary on the podcast i applaud how you've navigated such a horrid situation with the mother of demons you emphasizing how you're still a g regardless of whether or not your instagram account comes back forced me to do some serious reflecting on my relationship with social media for share your magnificence i have to nominate my friend just live not only does she sing like a fucking angel but she has a pure level of consciousness spiritual uh, self-awareness and genuine glow that many wish they could achieve naturally I wasn't having the best time not too long ago and she didn't hesitate to hold space for me she didn't make assumptions about what I needed and made sure to check on me regularly like you she was quick to remind me of the baby girl that I am and assured me that I was not defined by my difficulties not only did she just release her first single called The One she recently started a national tour singing with Jaden and Willow Smith wow book book it's an honour to see her music journey unfold and an even bigger honour to call her my friend. I look forward to seeing where her music takes her as she rightfully gets her things. Her Instagram is at sunny underscore just live and I'm attaching a link to her single below. I know you'll enjoy it. I, what I love about Portia is that she's always, always bigging up people. You'd think that Portia is the only one that writes this show, but I just always, whenever I see her message, I always kind of go to that first. Not that I don't, um, appreciate the rest of the messages from you man but sometimes some some of you send me wild things so I just don't read them out but um Portia always comes with the energy always comes with the positivity and you have to rate it so big up yourself just live um I hope you're enjoying your tour with Jaden and Willow keep doing your thing and I hope the one is a song that truly uh, you know gets the success it deserves so thank you to Portia bop bop and thank you to just live big uh, two slaps on your chest 
for doing the things that need to be done. And holding space is so important in friendships. I was seeing something flying around uh, Twitter recently where um, this woman had written like a template for how to deal with friends who want you to hold space for them, but you're at capacity, I don't know, as if you're a fucking rocket ship or something, Um, I don't know, or a condom. I don't know, it was just really, really weird. Um, There are ways to talk to your friends and to let them know that you're probably not able to hold space for them without sounding like, I don't know, um, a, a restaurant booking, you know, it, it's really, really, I know, I understand that in this society, we're all trying to figure it out. And as um, social media kind of narrows in on, on the space that we have to, um, or the private time that we have, we're trying to find ways of just letting people know like, rah, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not there right now. I can't hold space for you right now. And yeah, we're still figuring it out. So I kind of saw it and I tried to not engage with it because I just thought I did. I really didn't like the template and I understand some people who feel like it's useful for them. But I swear if anyone sent me that, like we'd have problems. But then again, my major problem is that I don't talk to people about my problems. So there you have it. There you have it. Anyway, that was Share Your Magnificence. Let's move on to the tarot for this week. Um, the tarot is really interesting because I feel like it it came to drag me specifically um, because the first card that came out was the Queen of Swords. It was the Queen of Swords. And, you know, I've said on the show before that whenever I see the Queen of Swords, it's quintessential like Libra, woman, energy. So Queen of Swords was the first card that flew out. And so I felt like it was pretty much the spirit guides being like, oh, hey, girl. Yeah, we're talking to you this week. And if it relates to your uh, your listeners, that's wonderful. But we came to drag you, bitch. Um, <laughs> so the first card is Queen of Swords. And it's just like, oh, hey, girl, you queen of all that you see and all that you choose to um you know, reign over whatever it is, you know, with your intellect or whatever. Um, it's, it's with your strong outlook and your strong perceptive nature, you're ruling over things and you're really owning your energy right now. Like you're really in that energy. You're really, you know, in your bag, like you're really doing what you need to be doing. And you're now moving on to new terrain, which I take to be not just, well, I was about to let something slip there, but <laughs> when when the thing is actually done and dusted and I can announce it, then I'll remind you maybe of this episode. If I remember myself, if I don't sod, um, but you're moving on to new terrain in terms of maybe work or just life generally. So if I even think about the term, the idea of motherhood and um, marriage, you know, moving on to new terrain and there'll be messages, new messages, fresh messages coming in and fresh lessons to learn. The reason I say that is because the card after the Queen of Wands is the page of, um, sorry, the Queen of Swords is the page of Wands. So Queen of, of Swords is like, yeah, you know, you've mastered a certain um, aspect of your life you you're really good in like the um, cerebral realm you're really good when it comes to intellect to like wording things to like creating uh, with words like or just um, innovating ideas um, no Sally in HR um, so you've you've mastered a certain aspect of your career or of your creative self-expression, but now you're going into new terrain with the page of wands. So you're fairly new to what's happening, but you're not scared because, you know, you're about action and the, and the page of wands is about action. And so it's whether 
you're now going into this new territory or the new thing or the, a message about a new thing that you're about to start is going to come towards you or come to you in the next couple of weeks, definitely before the um, the year ends. I was going to say before the world ends, fucking hell. Um, before the year ends, you're going to have find yourself either being given an opportunity for something that you haven't actually done before, but it doesn't scare you because you're like, mm, I haven't done it before, but I know that I can, I can boss this. Like I know I can handle this or you're actively the one that's like, Oh, you know, I'm going to look for um, new challenges, new terrain, because when we see the page of uh, page of wands, it's, they're in like a desert so we're not even saying now oh, they're going somewhere where the grass is greener they're going somewhere where the terrain is tough like the the environment might be tough and challenging but they are well equipped for it like they're dressed for it they're ready for what they need to do like when we see the page of wands in in the rider weight deck there's lots of orange on the figure that's um the main focus um on the card so it just just goes to show like they're ready for whatever it is they're about to enter into they're not scared of it like they're they're good to go they've got ideas that to help them navigate the new terrain but yeah it is fresh and they have to remember I like I have to remember like I'm new to this you know I'm new to this and and that's okay you know give yourself that allowance give yourself that um time to grow within the new uh, space that you find yourself so for, for some of you it might be a new job role or it might even be a new relationship although there are no cups in this reading it might just be a new relationship but something is fairly new to you and you're just like mm, um I'm not scared of this you're not scared at all you're just like okay um, I know that I can do it um, and and you, you're humble about it. You understand that because you don't have as much experience at this thing, you're not going to be like wrong and strong. You're willing to learn. You're there to learn. Um, so pay attention to messages and offers coming in in the next few weeks as we wind up um, for this year um, before we enter into 2020. And it'll be something that's very, very lucrative because um, and that offers financial security because the next card is the four of coins, the four of pentacles. So it's when we look at it, all of the three cards together so far, it's like, okay, queen of swords, you're a boss bitch. You know what you're doing. You're about that life. And now with the page of wands, you're entering to new terrain of something that you haven't necessarily done before. So you're new to it, but you're not scared because you, like I said, in a previous episode, you've got the skills that you need to be able to navigate this new terrain. It doesn't it doesn't um, throw you off and it shouldn't. And the reason it shouldn't throw you off is because you have the source, you have the juice to make this a financially lucrative situation for yourself. So even if we're not thinking about it being a financially lucrative thing, it's something that will give you um, stability in, um, you know, in that area and that kind of material, physical area of your life. Like you're not going to be at a loss for entering into this new um, venture. Like you'll be totally, totally fine. Um, and to just consider that and you don't have to be too stingy with money either. You don't have to be like, oh, well, now that, you know, um, I'm securing all of these bags, I'm not sharing any bag. Remember that the only reason that we have these things, and I think last week I spoke about money as well. So that energy of money is really around at this moment, especially as we near towards Christmas and the end of the year and things like that. And we go into the longest year of the year which is January because that always feels like a fucking year in itself 
So yeah, don't be stingy with um, the bags that you secure because, you know, money's like energy. It has to move for it to not be dangerous. So always be ready to move it around um, and to share with it and give with it. But you don't have to worry about, you know, going into this new terrain because you've got financial security there. And don't be afraid because the last card from the Rider Waite deck is the Page of Swords in Reverse. And it's just said, don't be afraid to kind of try out new ideas. Like even if it's like journaling things down, just write down even the most random things that come to you, write down dreams that come to you, write down anything or a song lyric that catches your um, ear and you're thinking, oh, I can, I can riff off that. I can, I can flip that. I can do this. I can do that. Obviously remember intellectual property. Don't come and say that Kalechi's the one that told you to steal somebody's things. But um yeah, be ready to like riff off things. Um, just be very aware. No idea right now is dumb. No right idea right now is stupid. You know, like they say, there's no such thing as a stupid question. I, I, I wholeheartedly do not agree with that. But in this case, there's no such thing as a stupid idea. Write everything down because none of us know where this life is going. None of us know where this social media thing, this media thing generally, where this creative thing, where life is going generally. And I, sorry to break it to you, but I really do feel like um, the Tories might win the election. So all of us have to get fucking creative about how we're going to survive, you know. So no ideas dumb, write down even the most random things, write it down because those ideas will come in handy as well. Don't just focus on the ideas that are easy for you, for your mind to um, kind of contemplate. Go with the things that feel a little bit messy that you're like, "Mm, I don't know how that would ever, how I would ever execute that. Write it down because sooner or later you might meet somebody who actually does help you execute it. Put everything down, put everything down. And remember that you're not a small pekin. You're not, you're not a child. You're not a dickhead. So even if you are entering into new terrains that you don't really know much about, don't let people manipulate or exploit you because they feel like they know more than you do. Um, And that's what I'm getting also from the page of swords uh the page of swords energy don't let people take you for a dickhead like stand your ground because you know you have common sense even though common sense is not common you have common sense and you have a wealth of experience in the other things that you've done so although you're coming into this new arena remember that you were still victorious in every arena that you were been in before you're a rascal gladiator don't let anyone take you for idiot yeah go into this knowing that you've got your sword at the ready like you can navigate this arena you can be victorious in this arena too don't let anyone tell you any different or try to downplay your expertise because you know they've been doing whatever they've been doing longer like you know your shit and and stick to it the card that came out from the say your mind affirmation card deck i know people have been asking me whether there'll be any of more of these uh, for christmas the answer is no 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 and i'm not saying yeah 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 because i mean no 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 it's not coming out this year yeah yeah Girl, I know you want them, I can see it in your eyes, but I'm not releasing any more cards because I don't have the time. Because each and every time I read them out on this show, you send me DMs like sending on the low. Oh, wow, that was a really poor freestyle. Oh, my God. Well, I'm proud of myself. I'll I'll keep working on my freestyles, innit? 
But anyway, the card that came out from the Say Your Mind Affirmation card deck is the universe hands out straws on my behalf. Sometimes when people hurt us, we are tempted to give them a straw and instruct them on what to do with it. We have to trust that our assignment is to do good and look cute. In one way or another, the universe will balance out the actions of others. There you go. I don't know which one of you needed to hear that this week because it doesn't even feel like it coincides with... um, the other cards from the Rider Waite deck that I've um, read out earlier, but maybe just one of you needed that message. Stop going to look for revenge. Stop going to look for revenge. And that's coming from me as someone who's a vengeful motherfucker. Like it's taken so much for me to just sit down and, and, be still and know that God is God. It's taken so much for me to understand that when God has said vengeance is mine, vengeance might not look when God takes revenge on your behalf, it might not look the way that you want it to. Sometimes um, God takes vengeance on our behalf by making that person better. And it's so hard for us because we're like, nah, God, I really wanted you to slap them up. I really wanted you to give them a magnanimous straw for them to suck their mother with. And God is like, no, nah, don't worry. Like, I'm going to do this another way because ultimately I have to do this in a way that is beneficial for all of humankind. You're not an individual like you are connected to every single thing, every single thing on this planet, in this galaxy, in this universe, you are connected to. So you want me to hand them out a straw but inadvertently it's going to come and affect you in one way or another one day so God will always do what's what works for all of our highest good and for the good of the universe and vengeance might not look the way that we want it to but we should trust that everything is being balanced out in the way that it needs to and it's our ego self that is bruised because our spiritual self our God self our higher self understands that love is really the only way to um, you know, see our way through anything in this life, no matter how painful. Um, so that felt like really off tangent, but I guess that was a message that somebody needed to hear. So if it was you, holler at me, holler at me. And then from the um, Marcella Kroll Oracle deck, I pulled the magic card number three. And it says here, you are a magical being. Time to stop hiding the awe-inspiring abilities you have to connect to the divine. Drawing the pentacle invites you to connect with your personal magic on a deeper level at this time. Working with the phases of the moon in ritual with herbs, candles, crystals and spell work are some ways we can connect to our magic on the physical place. Um, or the physical plane um, to the etheric realms. Find what suits you best with love, with harm to none. Hear that? With love and with harm to none. If you are inquiring about a relationship or situation, um, take heart that there is something quite special here. Proceed with curiosity and wonder as this situation begins to unfold in the most unique of ways. Meditate on the pentacle when you want to draw in the power of the elements to protect your energy and or sacred space. And that's interesting that we've got the pentacle because, you know, I mentioned that there was the four of pentacles as a good sign that what you're doing, you know, in terms of this new venture will be beneficial to you. Um you know, everything comes back together, like reminding you that you are that magic. Like I said, you've got that juice, you've got that source. Just because you're moving into a new arena doesn't mean that you're a dickhead. Yeah. Like that doesn't mean that you can be taken for a prick. Remember that you are the magic that you're seeking in this life. You will always be the magic that you're seeking in this life. No one can make you magical. You are already magic. So tap into that in whatever field you find yourself. Like I said, know that you will always be victorious, but you can only be victorious if you remember that spark within yourself that you are 
like God is the fire and you are a spark of God's fire. Like you are, as I'm always hearing when I listen to some of my favorite podcasts, like you are creating this reality with God. You know, you are the co-creator of the reality that you reside in. So you have a say in how magnificent you are in the story of your own life. You're the one writing it. Live your life with words unspoken. Today is where your book begins. The rest is still unwritten. Wow. Natasha Bedderfield for your blood clots. Yeah. Just remember that. The rest is still unwritten. You're co-creating the universe as it is with God. And so play your part effectively, like stop letting God down and letting the side down and not creating to your fullest power. Do what you need to do, do what you are born to do and, and, and be magic, you know? So that's the message from the tarot, um, this week. I hope it, uh, resonates with you. And if you, like I said, if it does, holler at me on SYM at KalechiOkafor.com or hashtag at SayYourMindPod or at Kolechnikov. I love that, you know, big up yourself, Annie. Annie's always tweeting the ting as she works her way through all of the episodes. Um, big up Jonathan, who's always tweeting. Um, Sean, who's always tweeting. Like, so um, Anusha, I know is always tweeting as well. Like, so many of you, like, always out here like doing wonderful things and bigging up the podcast like keep the conversation going I truly truly appreciate it and like that dickhead Sally in HR would have told you make sure to like and rate and review the podcast and then man because um all of it helps all of it helps to keep like pushing me up in the charts and things like that for what wonderful things I'll be doing in the future yeah so now moving on to so you mad I honestly said I was just going to keep this short and, um, you know, keep everything moving. But I think I am. I think I am. I'm just going to go into say you, um, so you mad and suck your mum. And I'm going to get on with enjoying my weekend of marital bliss. Imagine like, look at my life. Yeah. Look at my life. Like I got married yesterday, but I'm just out here still recording a podcast because I've got to think about you lot in it. I've got to think about you lot and what you fucking want that you fucking want an episode on a Monday and that I've got to think about that no honestly I enjoy it I love you all and um this brings me so much joy to be able to make this as often as I can so yeah um oh and I forgot this Friday I will be at the Royal Television Society Awards because work it you know the BBC three series I did that's still on BBC iPlayer if you want to watch it it's been nominated for an award so I'll be in a ball gown darling I'll be in a cute gown I think I might change my mind because you know how I be, but I should be in a nice outfit, outfit, um, on Friday, um, in Birmingham. Um, why does everyone do that? That must really be annoying to people who are from Birmingham, but every time people want to say Birmingham, they, I, I almost even did it then again, they have to go Birmingham. Um, because when people go London, it really pisses me off. Oh, are you from London? I'm like, why are you stretching your mouth to the right side and the left side just to prove a point? Shut up, man. I'm going to brush your teeth. <laughs> that was so mean. Sorry. Anyway, like I said, so you mad, so you mad this week on so you mad one. The first thing that I wanted to talk about was the reporting around, um, the murder of Grace Mullane. And to me, it is a murder. Um, there's no two ways about it. I don't want it to be um, written off as manslaughter or anything other than the fact that it's a cold-blooded murder. So Grace Mullane um, is a British, was a British um, girl, a woman who was 
out I think she was traveling in she was from Essex and she was traveling around New Zealand and she ended up being killed in New Zealand by one pussy clark of a man who has had a history of um, being violent towards women, but nowhere does it say it in numerous of these articles that have been written about the situation. But what they are um, um, reporting is that Grace loved BDSM, you know, like them, um, you know, um, Fifty Shades of Grey and them man there she 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 enjoyed um, she enjoyed all of those things so we're finding that that's what's being reported in the news almost as a way to justify what happened and they're saying like well that's what the defence is saying so she died by being strangled um, allegedly she was killed through strangulation um, they said that there was no sign of um, her fighting back or anything and then the Pussy Clark man, I don't know if they've put his name out yet or whatever. Um, he put her in a suitcase and then drop, uh, dashed her body in the woodlands in Auckland. <sighs> I'm just, when will women get to rest? When will women get to rest? Hmm? So she liked to be choked during sex. Does that mean that we should now be okay with the fact that she was killed? Okay, so we can say, all right, you you are arguing that it was an um, accident. It was an accident, allegedly, that um, the guy basically strangled her to death. But then talk me through how he then put her in a suitcase and then dashed her body in the hopes that her body shouldn't be found. See, that part, that part is where we've moved from, oh my God, it was an accident to you're just an actual psychopath and you're the, you're a horrible, horrible human being. Like that's when we've like crossed the threshold and I'm tired of women's sexuality being used as um, justification for violence against our bodies. Like I'm so fed up of hearing conversations about body count, body count, body count. Oh, how many women is this? Uh, how many people has this woman slept with? Oh my God, should she have slept with that many people by that age? And no one says this stuff of men. And that's where the argument really should end. Like everyone's so concerned with what women, um, what women are doing with their bodies, but no one, people aren't, society isn't giving the same attention to men. Like men are glorified for doing the same things that women are vilified for. And that's why all of this fucking shit um, just irritates me and blows my mind. Like she, it's, so what gets me is like the court's, in New Zealand are asking for the man's name to not be used, even though this article is hilarious because they don't use his name throughout the whole thing. The one I'm looking at on, I think it's the Evening Standard, that they don't mention his name throughout the whole thing. Then at the bottom, they say, um, Grace Mullane Killer, Jesse Kempson facing life in jail for murder. Like they put that as in one of the ads at the bottom of their feed. And I'm just like, okay, so you didn't mention it in the article, but somehow his name is there at the bottom. Just hit the mic. Um, but somehow his name's there at the bottom and I'd, and maybe that was crafty. Maybe there that was their way of kind of still getting it in there and ignoring that the courts in New Zealand had asked them not to use his name. I don't know. I have no clue. Um, oh, this is interesting. I've just seen here that... Um, one of the articles that was written about him, the pussy clerk, whose name is Jesse Kempson, said, um, says here that he lied to women to get sex. Um which is like I said he's had a violent past before he's he's not you know he's not a cool guy 
he's not a cool he's, he's not a cool guy at all and I love that actually um since that horrible uh, article that I've seen more articles has been um articles have been written to say that he's um a creepy fantasist and a failed salesman like people are coming to counteract the narrative that's focused on grace because for for ages um where I was going with this initially was saying that in the art in loads of articles they didn't mention his name it was because they were like oh the courts have requested that we don't use his name but they're using grace's name everywhere like as if to shame her if you're not going to mention um his his name they don't mention hers then but obviously we want her name mentioned because we want to know that she, you know the violence that she suffered and and for justice to be um sought on her behalf and may she rest in peace you know so his name should be mentioned like these men should be named and shamed why are we hiding them why are we hiding them when they're going around killing women how many women must die before we stop prioritizing the fragility of men over these women's lives our lives when 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 does that stop when do we change that exactly the girl liked to be choked so fucking what does that justify her being murdered folded in half and put in a suitcase and dashed in woodland what the fuck and this is the way that again we get all of this um um body policing and and mo- just the hyper morality that nobody fucking asked for remember when that secret agent was um killed somewhere was it in Pimlico and his body was found in a bathtub in a suitcase um with a padlock or no in a hold all his body was in a hold all so it would be folded fucked uply fucked up please my new word it was folded fucked up in a hole door and there was a padlock on the zip of the hole door and it was then um i guess the autopsy or it was decided that um there was no foul play and um you know it was a sex game gone wrong and do we know that oh by the way that he's gay and again that fucking pisses me off like the way that people try to infer some kind of depravity onto gay people so because he was gay he deserved to be folded up into a hole door with a padlock put in it and him and be put in a bathtub in the bag it's it's actually mad it's it's actually mad but these are the ways that we almost go well if you have normal christian safe sex then none of this would happen to you and you have nothing to worry about what is normal what is normal even leave people alone and when people do die um from and i don't believe any you know what happened to the secret agent was anything to do with sex or whatever i just think that that was one of them secret agent shadow life things that's what happened there to be honest but in terms of grace Mullane, she didn't deserve that you know and and i i hope that he does get done for murder and he does get locked away yeah 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 Kalechi's for prison reform yeah for people that are disproportionately incarcerated for doing fuck all yeah yeah but something like this well oh well bye bye you bitch bye she didn't deserve any of that and so he should be buried under the jail as far as I'm concerned that's what he deserves and and defenses should stop being so misogynistic and using any I know that you want to win for your client but your client's a pussy clerk yeah what do we do now Hmm? what do we do now so you know rest in peace grace and and i hope the peace is found because something is done um about this absolute creep this absolute weirdo like something is done about him so that's that for so you mad um in terms of grace moving on to my next so you mad which i thought was hilarious i know that some of you are really upset that cynthia erivo is playing harriet tubman and the film i think is out now i haven't seen it yet because nobody's invited me but um i will be going to watch it at some point 
Um, so yeah, so some people are vexed that Cynthia Reva, black British woman, is playing um, Harriet. I know that they're concerned. I'm not trying to um, uh, diminish or um, undermine um, why some people are upset. I know that there's complexities when how people feel and, and, you know, you are well within your rights to feel how you feel. But do you know that it could have been worse? Do you know that it could have been Julia Roberts that was playing Harriet Tubman? I'd really like to know how you'd have felt um, about that because that would have been interesting. I was reading an article that said, um, I think it was in 1994, um, Let me see here. It says Harriet, the historical drama based on Harriet Tubman's life released earlier this month, stars Cynthia Revo. But the film's screenwriter and producer, Gregory Allen Howard, says when he first started working on the movie in 1994, that one studio executive suggested Julia Roberts to play the legendary slave turned abolitionist. Yes, that Julia Roberts, as in white Julia Roberts, as in pretty woman Julia Roberts. Yeah, as in stepmom Julia Roberts. Um, in a Q&A with Alan published earlier this month um, by Harriet Studio Focus Features um, and reiterated in the LA Times essay published on Tuesday, um, Alan recalled how the climate in Hollywood was very different some 25 years ago. I was told how one studio head said in a meeting, this script is fantastic. Let's get Julia Roberts to play Harriet Tubman. Alan explained, when someone pointed out that Roberts couldn't be Harriet, the executive responded, it was so long ago, no one is going to know the difference. Thankfully for everyone involved, Roberts was not cast as Tubman. Decades later, the film has become a reality, which Alan says is thanks to two groundbreaking films that changed the game for representation. When 12 Years a Slave became a hit and did a couple of hundred million dollars worldwide, I told my agent, you can't say this kind of story won't make money now. Then Black Panther really blew the doors open, Alan said. So, wow. I don't need to read the rest of the article because it's not relevant to this. The only relevant bit I wanted you to hear was that. Can you see how the world is mad? And can you see how white people are mad? Yeah. Can you see how people are mad? So obviously this executive producer, this studio executive producer was a white man. And he read the script for Harriet, as in Harriet Tubman, as in an enslaved black woman who then became an abolitionist who um, you know came and and gave us the underground railroad and and wonderful things um to emancipate fellow black people all of that was done and you're telling me that a white executive saw that and went you know what i think pretty woman julia roberts should play harriet tubman yeah yeah. I mean, the story was so long ago, it could have been anybody. And that's the problem. Prince of Egypt and all of these other films that they love to make that are like, um, hash, you know, hashtag historical, um, are just done in, as a way to whitewash ev- everything. So how would we have done that exactly? What, who would Julia Roberts have been fighting against? Who was she trying to free I, I don't get it I, d- I don't get it like and I just wonder if he actually did read the script or he just went yeah no I mean did you miss the slave part or did you I d- I d- it blows my mind 
it blows my mind. But actually, after reading that, I kind of found some solace in understanding that the world is actually mad and Hollywood is actually mad. And, you know, I can't imagine the things that um, fellow actors and actresses are having to navigate in order to still remain in that industry when um, someone can open their their thin lips to say that, you know, Julia Roberts should play Harriet Tubman. I know some people are like, yeah, but, you know, these are fluff pieces that go out in order to promote the film. But the fact is it happened. Otherwise, that's defamation, isn't it? Or libel, I don't know. But um, the fact is, is that it happened. So whether it's used to promote the film or not, the fact is that someone really truly thought in 1994 that Julia Roberts should come and play that role. And isn't it sad that in 1994, there was no black um, female name that they thought could hold up um, next to Julia Roberts as a contender that they would have been like, oh, this is the person that should play that role. So we just thank God for, you know, we just thank God, you know, we thank God for for coming through and making space for us as black actors um, to really come and shine. Because in 1994, a lot of them people weren't seeing it for us. You know, they weren't seeing it for us to the extent that they were like, oh, Julia Roberts should play Harriet fucking Tubman. Like, the how, what sense does that make? How? How? But I'm yet to see the film. I hope I see it soon. And I mean, at the end of the day, we did have um, Zoe Saldana with her um, audacious self thinking it was okay for her to play Nina Simone and wear prosthetic nose and black herself up. And I'm glad the film didn't do well because that was a fucking hot mess and that was ridiculous in itself. And that was very anti-black and nobody can tell me any fucking different. So that's that for So You Mad. Yas. Um, now moving on to straw of the week. I know that some of you have sent in, um, suggestions or nominations for straw of the decade, straw of the year. I'm loving the um, suggestions that I'm seeing. I'm going to save them possibly for the live show, but we'll see, we'll see how I get on. And yeah, and actually on that note, I'm looking forward to seeing as many of you at the live show as possible. Remember, 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 I said that you'll be getting on stage. Don't come and tell me any story on the day. I expect you to be prepared because it's about to go down. Meet me in the club. It's going down. (laughs) Too many songs today. Too many songs have come to my head. Anyway, yeah, moving on to straw of the week. Um, My straw of the week uh, goes out this week to all of the motherfuckers who are complaining about the fact that they have now created a contraceptive injection for men that lasts uh, that lasts up to 13 years. So I was reading about this earlier and I don't know what possessed me because usually I enjoy my sanity more than to go on the shade room and see anything. But I think it must have come up on my explore page, which, again, I try to avoid at all costs. But um yeah, I just saw that people are crying about this new birth control injection that's passed clinical trials and could be available in the next few months. I think maybe in America first. It says here, scientists in India say the new birth control method will be injected directly into the groin and could last approximately 13 years. What got me about this was the number of people who started jumping up And a lot of women, which makes me very sad, who started jumping up and complaining that it's not natural for men to use birth control. So I just want to ask you, as a woman born of a woman, 
Do you think that it's your duty to have um, endless chemicals um, coursing through your body? Do you think that that's natural? Do you think that that's what's meant to be happening to you? Why do you hate yourself so much? I mean, I know why. I know that society encourages it. But why have you not started to unlearn this fuckery that you believe that your body should be the site that all of this stuff is dumped into um, and men shouldn't have any of the responsibility? And I promise you, if men had to use more birth control, maybe that will make them, you know, think more you know, about what they're doing and do I really want to have sex with that person because I don't really want to have to in, um, have this injection for 13 years. Maybe they'll start considering certain things but and, and maybe it will stop you guys going on, um, what's it, Mari Povich or what, what's the show that you guys like to go on and um, I can confirm that you are the father, maybe Jerry Springer from back in the day. Maybe it will save you money going to them things if you just get the injections then nobody's wondering who's the father, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know. But the one of the first comments I saw was um, from somebody that just looks whatless, but they've got a verified tick that says um, feminizing men more and more. And this is written by a woman, a Christian woman. She likes to call herself, but I'm not surprised because misogyny and Christianity often go hand in hand. But um, she said feminizing men more and more. Why are you using yourself as an insult? Because are you not the female in this situation yeah, you are the female human in this situation and you're using your own um, your own self to denigrate men. So men shouldn't be feminine. I don't. And why is using birth control solely a feminine act? Do you not question why society's made you feel like that is solely your responsibility? And how does that feminize men by just, you know, locking down, bat battening down the hatchets so they don't, they're not there just putting sperm everywhere that they don't want to be responsible for? I mean, do we not even think that maybe future has had enough children? You know, he's out here with Sierra, this person, this person, this person. Do you not think that someone like Future maybe needs to rest? Because um, I don't want to, uh, 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 whatever he's mumbling in his songs, maybe he'll have more energy to be able to say all of the words in his songs and he wouldn't be mumbling so much if maybe he had this contraceptive in, in, injection and, you know, it would save him having to use energy on running away from the children that he's helped to make. Um, that was very vicious for no reason towards future. I'm really sorry. I don't know where that came from. Um, but I love that somebody responded to this fall and said, men should have the same amount of responsibility as women when it comes to birth control. Like it's not an insane concept. Like that's what blows my mind. Like people are asking men to be responsible for what they do with their own sperm and you guys are upset about it why exactly it's wild um and then somebody else said um where is it um look up the tuskegee um experiment stay woke yeah we we know about that experiment and we know that they left um syphilis untreated in um black men and uh, for like 40 years and didn't tell them when penicillin became available that actually you know you don't have to you know you don't you've got syphilis and we can do this and we can do that and they didn't make it known and that's why the trial was unethical and just a fucking shit shit racist thing we know that and we i understand people's um 
reluctance to subject their bodies to anything to do with medicine and science knowing how black bodies have been treated all throughout history um, when it comes to medicine and you know science and and all of those things but at the same time everyone's perfectly happy for women to be subjecting themselves to this stuff but men can't be subjected to this stuff like I mean no let's all have equal responsibility that's all I'm advocating for we know that we've got Annabelle who's um, out here with decolonized contraception and she's doing wonderful work and we do need to decolonize contraception we do need to dis, uh, decolonize the medical um field and and when it comes to medicine and science and that we do need to um dismantle the racism that's so enmeshed within it but at the same time like men can fucking take um, um ownership and responsibility for what they're doing with their bodies as well and they should have a bit i just think it's even sexist in the fact that there there hasn't been up till now birth control effective birth control for men in terms of in, injections the same way that they give women the focus is like let's all keep policing and 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 regulating what we what the um the female body does like yeah let's let's do that let's focus on that but no one focuses on what they're doing with the male body but that's patriarchy for you and that's why it's fucked up and if somebody else said um i think they mentioned something about i've got to find it because it was extremely wild yeah they said they're trying to take male leadership out of the household so bad so families can be distorted destroyed and in disarray so they can keep doing with families especially black families as they please don't be fooled the bible warned us y'all keep your men men and your women women there's a reason things are created biologically spiritually and psychologically different and intentional everything acceptable now and if you see logic and reality for what the fuck it is there's a problem I don't even know what they were trying to say there. You know, when people just put bare words together and it makes no fucking sense, that's it. Again, it's like, oh, let's protect the patriarchy. Let's protect men. Men should be men. How is this going to stop a man from being a man? Like how? How? Because the same argument you'd use for why a woman needs to use birth control is the same argument you should make for men using birth control. And I don't see what the issue is. Somebody else brought up population control. Like, oh, you know, they, they're doing this... Um, and uh, the abortion bans have come into effect and it's all targeted at black people. And again, you know what? That one, I'm not going to be out here disputing it and saying it's a fucking stupid reach. It's a, it's not exactly a reach, but I'm just like, but you man don't have the energy when it comes to women and why women should be using this um, stuff that's fucking up their bodies. You don't have the same energy when it comes to women, but or when it's, oh, men could possibly need to take um, ownership and accountability. No, 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 we won't be doing that because it would distract them from leading the household. I don't know where the fuck they're leading the household too but here we go you know whatever so my straw of the week goes out to anyone who for some reason thinks that it's okay for women to have put themselves through decades of the uncertainty of taking numerous um um, you know medicines and things if for birth control but somehow don't think that you know what we should be looking um, into things that you know men can also have as well um and i'm talking about like cis het men um what they can have um not even cis het men, just cis men and um, what they can have as well. Um, we, we're not we're not considering those things, but it's, it's women that we want to focus on. It's women that can take the brunt of this. It's women that should suffer for these things. And I'm just like, you know what? Fuck you. And you can take a straw and you can suck your mum. Yeah, you can do that and be, you, and you, maybe she should, you know, have, have considered telling her husband to have some form of, um, you know, birth control. So you wouldn't have existed with your stupid fucked up views. But um 
no, it's just, it's just extremely wild. It's just extremely, extremely wild. I was even thinking of a very grotesque, very nasty image there, but I won't even go into it because I don't want to make you throw up your food. I've just asked you to have a toast to my marriage and I'm going to make you throw it up by giving you imagery of what the guy or these fools are sucking out of their mothers with a straw um, from their fathers. Oh, there it goes. I've pretty much already said it. Uh-huh. But yeah, you can all suck your mums because I'm tired of women's bodies being the, the sacrificial fucking lambs in every fucking situation. Leave women's bodies alone. If they decide that they want to be choked during sex, doesn't mean that they should die. They should be able to do what they want with their bodies. If they want to just, you know, be on um, websites, meeting people for these um, these things that they enjoy. Again, they're not whores or whatever for doing that. They're living their best life. Leave them alone. As long as they're safe, they're healthy, they're ha- happy, they're not hurting nobody. I don't see why it's anybody's business. And if somebody does hurt them, there should be justice that's done, um, you know, for them or on their behalf um, is what I think. So, yeah, you can all suck your mums, you pricks, as far as I'm concerned. And that's that for this week. Like I say, send your letters to sym at kalechiokafor.com. Follow me on at kalechiokafor or at sayyourmindpod. Um, when's the next episode yeah the next episode i guess will be on the week of the live show maybe the week leading up to the live show i think so i think so anyway i hope you've enjoyed this week's episode thank you for all your congratulations and your well wishes i truly appreciate it and yeah just um keep yourself like i'm always saying keep yourself moisturized keep yourself you know looking cute looking like baby girls baby boys baby non-binaries i appreciate you all i'm sending you all love and an immense amount of light peace it's the Benz Punani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. We sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long trots. You might learn something, you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.